0: n-e-t-s-u-i-t-e dot com slash w-t-f all right let's do this how are you what the fuckers what the fuck buddies what the fucking ears what the fuck nicks how are you i'm mark Marin. this is a w-t-f my guest today is John Mullaney, the young stand-up comic, a young man, a young man. I, you know I've gotten some some feedback on occasion when I talk to the younger comedians that maybe I'm a little uh, a little uh, a little uh, hard on them, or maybe it comes off as uh, sour grapes of some kind. Uh, but I don't think I did that with John, but I, I, maybe I'm guilty of that. I, I guess you know, show business is, ta- is tough, man. It's, it's tough. And if you're lucky or unlucky enough to, uh, to not see any way out of it, maybe something will pan out for you. Things eventually did. But I can't tell you how many times in my life where I thought that everything was going to happen, that this was it, this was it. It's If I really think about the amount of heartbreak and disappointment that one encounters in, in pursuing one's dream or even a career, any of you, I, everyone understands that, how much we have to sort of reconcile that and absorb it. And uh, process it, if possible, hopefully without getting bitter or cynical, which seems almost ridiculous, a ridiculous task to open your heart so much that any sort of uh, leveling will just become a learning experience. It sort of has to be. You don't have any real choice, do you? But I don't like now looking back at it as a 51 year old, I don't I don't know that I, I learned any lessons necessarily other than. When I look back at all the failures and disappointments and the ways that I fucked up, I just sort of think like, well, I lived through it. But there are some things I don't know if they're any better at all. Because there are some, like there are younger people. Now, I'm going to talk to John Mullaney today. He he has a big opportunity. His show is in a little bit of trouble. But you know, the truth of the matter is, you know, he's going to go on with his life one way or the other. You know, life is full of heartbreaks and disappointments. It just gets to a point where it's like, I, I don't want any more. Can I not have them anymore? Wow. Oh my God. I watched that movie, Whiplash, last night, and it has something to do. Like, there's something about that, you know, really being humbled and beaten enough to finally grow the fuck up. And I know some of you are on to me already with this stuff. I I don't know that if I've fully done that. I don't like, you know, I know I'm a 51-year-old man, but, you know, emotionally I don't seem to be that. And I don't know what I expect out of people, but, like, all of a sudden, all this shit is becoming very clear. Like, you know, I got all this stuff going on, but here there's, there's this one flaw, dude. There's this one flaw that keeps you spinning in the same place, keeps you in pain, keeps people who are with you in pain, on and off, pain relief, you know, the drama cycle. God damn it! I don't know. Maybe I'm just having a bad day. Maybe I, I think I wasted my youth somehow. I can't. I don't look back and think like, what about all them good times? Just panic, just a parade of panic, in different outfits with different uh, with different uh, you know ideas about what was going on. It wasn't panic. It was passion, angry panic. And a lot of like, come on, look at me. What about me? Where's mine? How come I can't have it? When am I gonna? What, what's the story? Why does that guy get to? God damn it! What about me? What do you do? I do. I do me. I do me. I'm doing it right now. You don't like it? Come on, fuck you. Fuck you. Reckon with me. I don't know if that's everyone's idea of entertainment. Well, you're bullshit. Fuck you. You're not entertained. Are you compelled? Are you engaged? you fuck yeah I, I got this meeting's over yeah fine i don't give a shit i don't give a shit <laughs> that was it this is my that's my early years <laughs> i was definitely not as together as john mulaney Get your podcasts now. John Mulaney's in the garage. I don't even intro people. I don't even know why I did that. But I just did it for my own sake. I'm gonna just like a gonna, clapboard. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna we're gonna land. We're gonna get grounded. Yeah, yeah, right now we're gonna set it up. How you feeling? You are you? Did, were you nervous coming up here? Nervous?
1: Yeah, I'm nervous. Well, I'm nervous before everything, but I was not. I was not extra nervous. It's You're nice not freaking you. out
0: it's nice to see you too uh yeah a little bit sure It's it's been a while it's been a while how you been i'm all right you know i'm trying to you know work i'm very busy how yes long, you did, are you moved out here though but pretty much yeah uh i got married in july and my wife
1: and i have been renting a place uh you got married in july yeah i'm happy to hear it for you oh thank you <laughs> what, is, what does she do she is a uh, was a makeup artist for years and is now a style writer, has a new book out called The Daily Face. Plugging his wife's book, folks. Uh, right out of the gate, plug right it. Right
0: out of the gate, make sure she's happy. Anna, I plugged it right out of the gate. Yeah, she, he, I he, got to- he got that taken care of, Anna. Yeah. July, August, September, October, November, so it's been like four months. I guess so. And you dated for how long before? Uh... Four and a half years. Really? Yeah. So you're like
1: right on track. You're right on track for everything. We were everything was done in the in the proper way. That's right. <laughs> really? Courting? There was courting. We knew each other for a while, and then uh, we were like friends who wanted to date for many months and then started dating what, so you were like oh we gotta I, I feel it do you feel it well i didn't think it, the pattern of my life was liking a girl and she didn't like me back but, really? but we'd be good friends so i thought okay this is another one of those which i was very comfortable in i was very very comfortable in that situation yeah and then i then she wrote me an email saying she liked me but i thought the email said sometimes you flirt with me and it's uncomfortable like, there were two ways to read this email. It was, that,
0: it was that difficult to read, huh? She said she liked you, and you somehow read that as, like, I, please stop bothering I think she's me. Like, I think she said something <clears throat> to the effect, without having the exact language, uh-huh. something to the
1: effect of, you know, we're such good friends, but sometimes we seem like we're flirting, and that seems like it's a different level, and I thought she meant, like, stop flirting with me right, right. now. Yeah. Right, but she meant... Uh, she meant I like you. Are we taking it up or not? <laughs> yeah, and I was mad. It was, uh, I was in the middle of an all-nighter at SNL, and yeah. I was, it was, like, 1 a.m. when I got the email... And I didn't write back, and so she thought it was like a rejection, or not a rejection. She just thought like, what the hell's wrong with this guy that he didn't write me
0: back after that? So you're fundamentally an insecure fella. Of, of course. I know, I'm just saying this out loud. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, you seem, you're an attractive man. Thank you, so are you. Talented fella. That, so are you, thank you're you. You're young, you got good hair. I I Your have teeth are nice hair and and I had a good orthodontist in
1: the nineties. <laughs> one of Chicago's best orthodontists.
0: Did you? Is that what you were told? Uh
1: yeah. He was a good. He was a good North Side of Chicago orthodontist. What does
0: that mean, North Side? You grew up on the North Side?
1: Yeah, like Lincoln Park. So okay. not far from uh, Second City and Zanies to place it in a comedy. Oh, really? Yes. Okay.
0: So that's why I, I remember Zanies as being almost in a suburb. Mm. Kinda.
1: Well, there's three Zanies. You know, the there's one that Naperville, they... then Saint Charles, Illinois, and then uh, the no, one on Well Street.
0: Yeah, the one on Well Street, in my mind, was sort of like I remember there was uh, an apartment building around there, and yeah. it, like it wasn't didn't feel like I was in Chicago. Oh, yeah, well, I haven't that's been there ten in minutes years. from downtown. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that you grew up around there. Yeah, you grew up with a, a large family. Yeah, I'm the third of four kids. How many? How many boys? Two
1: sons. I'm the second son, and yeah. then two daughters.
0: And the daughters are old.
1: Uh, no, I have a little sister who uh, just turned 27. Yeah. Is that right? I'm not going to do the math, Claire. Uh, and uh, my, the oldest of us is uh, Carolyn, is my older sister. And she's how old? She is 1970 and eight, uh, so she is uh, 35 or 36. Wow. I
0: don't know why I'm saying that. Like, <laughs> These are ordinary facts. They're ordinary facts, but you're a young person. I am thirty two now, yeah. Thirty two years old. Yeah. And you know, you've done an amazing amount of stuff. It's been a nice few years. Okay. So let's let's get down to brass tacks here. So you grew up, there's a lot of kids, Catholics. Yeah, Irish Irish, Catholic, yeah. You're Irish guy. I'm about
1: ninety nine percent Irish. That black Irish thing is what you got, right? I guess so, yeah. Yeah.
0: I always loved that
1: term as a kid. Yeah, me too. Yeah. My mom told me I had jet black hair when I was a kid. And I always that's one of my
0: favorite compliments. (laughs) Black Irish to me, like I never knew what it meant. And then it just became like this menacing thing. Yeah. Like, the black Irish are like, they're very, you know, intense looking and nothing but trouble. You're not sunny and red haired. Right. And you don't have a limerick at hand. Nope.
1: Nope. You more, you, it's the Irish goodbye people who yeah. leave a party without telling anyone. That's right. The brooding kind. I guess so. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. the, the Eugene. I think New out
0: kind. of the two, it's probably the more attractive to be.
1: I don't know, I mean, you know, having a happy redheaded disposition,
0: I'm glad actually, as I say that out loud, I'm glad. Do you I have cousins it. who are redheads? Do you have friends who are redheads? I don't know many redheads, really. Not, not, I'm not against some them. some redheads
1: on my mom's side.
0: I'm not against them, I'm not against them. Well, there's there's odd. lots
1: of lore about not trusting them. Really?
0: Yeah. Are they untrustable, the redheads?
1: I've heard such Share things. some of that
0: lore. I what just heard it? Bernie <laughs> Brillstein,
1: <laughs> I didn't know Bernie Brillstein, sure. I just heard he said that you should never trust well, he said, "Never trust a redheaded Jew." Was the was the was interesting. The thing. Yes. There are a few of those. I've heard that many times, as quoted to Bernie Brilstein. It was not something.
0: Yeah, and your parents were uh, high educated working people.
1: Yeah, they're both lawyers. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Like, My mom's uh, a law professor at Northwestern University. Well, that's noble. She yeah. probably
0: believes that the law is a good thing. She does. And that people they should treat do. it with respect.
1: Yes. We were very, uh, it was a lawyerly upbringing.
0: And your father, what kind of lawyer is he? He's a corporate lawyer. He does mergers and acquisitions. See, now that sounds a little, that doesn't sound like, uh, you know, completely on the level to me. How, how's that? I don't know. Court mergers de- and de- acquisitions. definitely
1: not pro bono, but.
0: <laughs> no, I know. I just you don't, know. you know, when you start talking mergers and acquisitions, I feel people are losing their jobs and crying.
1: Uh, well. <laughs> That's life, right? No, I'm not gonna say that's <laughs> life. Don't you know? Sometimes companies need to merge, and he was, you know, he would he would help it's them not do his that. problem, whatever. It's that, not um, his
0: problem. You know, he's just trying to do it right and protect everybody. Yes, absolutely. Who's merging and and who's acquiring merging and thing. acquiring? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 for those corporations. For those, yeah, yeah I mean, made up of people, yeah, just the, ordinary. There's people There's no reason to think that though. Just treat the corporation as its own entity, as an individual. I, that's what we're supposed to do now, right? That, that's yeah. what the law says. That's what the law seems says crazy to me, John. All
1: companies are an individual. <laughs> yeah, it's so just
0: helping little folks. That's right, the little folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Procter Gamble. Sure, that little guy. Maybe not P and G, but no. why not? Yeah. yeah, that's a bad one, is it? I don't, I don't know.
1: know. Every comic in Cincinnati would work for P and G. I remember really because when you go to go bananas, everyone would work
0: for their, that's their day where they, job
1: was P and G. Oh, really? Because
0: that's where it was located. Located? Yeah, they had a big office that's there. That's where, yeah. where the hell was it? Indiana, in, in Indianapolis, it was uh, it was the pharmaceutical company. Lilly, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Everyone at Crackers worked for Lilly? Well, no, but they, it was there looming, I think, if, <laughs> yeah. I, if I'm
1: not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. comics in Chicago would work for, like, Leo Burnett, the advertising agency. Really? Like, yeah, there were always these, like, sort of home offices where it's like, well, I could get a day job at Leo Burnett,
0: yeah. And they, and some advertising agencies have temp jobs, right? There was temping. Yeah, that's in that probably guy. what they were doing. I what would you do when you were show. a uh, punk?
1: Uh, when I was like day job in it I was yeah. an intern over at Comedy Central Then I was a temp at Comedy Central And then I wrote uh freelance wholesale ad copy So for like big catalogs of tchotchkes and stuff Yeah I would write the descriptions of them for but, the catalog
0: But Comedy Central's in New York, no? Mm-hmm
1: I never lived in Chicago What? After I was a kid I mean, that's not true I lived there for 18 years Then I went to school And then I moved right to New York Really? And that was it? That was See it. you later Chicago? Yeah, I did. I never start I never started in Chicago. I, I it was weird cuz it was like second city and tons of stand up was there but I never uh I just never did it there.
0: Why did you run away from Chicago, John? Well, what I didn't want to
1: start in front of my family. Why? Because uh, I, you know, I wanted to... Uh, Feel like you're out in the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing
0: yeah. your own thing? Doing my own thing and I'll occasionally you guys asking later. for money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wish me luck. <laughs> wish I might need luck. a check occasionally. I might need $500 tomorrow. But when did the trouble happen? Because I know that we're both sober guys. We established that on our last podcast.
1: Yeah, oh, our last one was at Comics.
0: Yeah, it was, oh, Comics, yeah. Remember yeah. Comics? Comics
1: Live. But like you, uh, how, how how
0: long are you sober now?
1: Uh, September 22nd, 2005.
0: So ten years will be next fall. So you, oh really? So you yeah. just you just got nine years, yeah, or so. Yeah, I just had fifteen. Thank you. Congratulations. I appreciate that. Fifteen. Yeah. Wow. And God damn it, do I want to drink? You do? Not really. Yeah, not I'm really. uncomfortable though. Uh,
1: sure, sure. I want I'm a relief. Squirrely.
0: I'd like a. I'd like a Re- ripcord, but relief. Yeah, that's all it is. I it mean, seems it's... like it'll be relief, but. Right, but that's the feeling like cuz I have that feeling a lot when people ask me uh, are you happy? Do you want to be happy? It's I just would like to be re- re- I want some relief. I wish I always wish I had just a
1: rip cord next to me. Like I should wear a parachute yeah. and just feel it occasionally and go, okay, it's there even right. though you don't want to deploy a parachute we're, on the street.
0: Well, we're both falling is what you're saying. We're we're falling at a high I speed. Constantly feel all the time. a feeling of falling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough
1: about physics. We're,
0: Neil deGrasse Tyson could explain why that is. We're plummeting is. right now. Yeah, we're constantly both plummeting. <laughs> 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 oh my god! So uh, hopefully we won't hit the ground since we don't have parachutes. <laughs> we'll just go. Yeah, that's what you do. You just adapt to the feeling of plummeting. Yes, but uh, but so nine years. So you were like what 23, 24? I was you know? twenty
1: three. I got started doing everything young. So,
0: but you grew up in like a nice, uh, you know, yeah. upper middle class. I had no excuse. No, I, I mean, but that's it's easier in a way because you, you people don't expect you to to necessarily be fucked up true yeah you're... and i
1: just had a real uh i remember a psychiatrist told me <laughs> uh when i was young he said half of you is this really nice guy uh I was very polite and the other half of you is a gorilla that's whose job is to kill the other half exactly <laughs> and,
0: yeah and i thought okay that sounds right so that's... i had this inclination i talk about that a lot the two voices yeah 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 it's weird have you decided what the authentic you is or is it just a, is, uh, it's still up in the air?
1: I think the authentic me is the is the nice guy who's very aware of the gorilla and goes, "Stay over there, gorilla.
0: No way, not today. <laughs> Things are going all right today. Things are going okay at the moment. Wow, stay over there, gorilla. So I can't imagine you as just out of control. What did that
1: look it like? Did, everyone you? says that. Yeah, it's fun. My wife uh, is always like, "I wish I could spend a day with you as an out of control. You know person. that sounds like that sounds like someone wants you to drink." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would be wonderful for her. She'd be, what a delight that would be to go back to it. Come on, now. John, just one day to go back Wait. to it. And after four months of marriage, for her to see that, she just wants to know you, John. She wants to know all of you. That's true. That was an interesting person, a confident person. <laughs> At moments, please. <laughs> Full of bravado and bluster. I had a lot of bra- bravado. I
0: had a lot of ideas. But like, what were you? So you started drinking when what? You're 14. Yeah, 13, 14. Yeah. And you were just drinking with your friends. Yeah, we just drank a lot. I think we just had a uh,
1: uh, an unhealthy familiarity with drinking and drugs early, and Why it, was, is that? it was around a lot culturally. I mean, uh, was your older brother or sister were they uh, They were very responsible. I think they drank in the high school sense.
0: Right. Uh, right. And that right. was about it. Just laughing. And it's just fun on weekends and someone yeah. holds somebody's hair and you don't drink for a month. Yeah, you don't drink for a month, right? right. You'd yeah. have that one incident. Yeah. I never had like an incident
1: in high school. I I was very Looking back, I was very careful to keep it going, uh-huh. which yeah. is interesting. I didn't want to come home and don't want to fuck everywhere. that up. Yeah, right, right. Got a good thing going. And I did feel a sense of pride in that I kept my parents out of it. Yeah. You know, I'd come home and go, I'm, I'm home, I'm going to bed. And right. They just like, you know, make it so they didn't know? as quick as I could. Uh, I think they knew we drank some. I don't think they knew that we were messing around with a lot of stuff, but they Really? Really? What, uh, what stuff? You know, we were doing like, uh, we were smoking pot and drinking and then uh, we did coke and stuff like some that. Some blow, did some Yeah, blow. we were those types of kids. Oh, yeah. so somebody had the
0: yeah. uh, the good allowance.
1: Yeah, and also just, or, or just terrible
0: coke that <laughs> 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 teenagers could afford. Someone knew a guy who knew a guy. Yeah, we the... were
1: just like, we'd take, you know, we'd take like Ritalins and Adderalls to that do schoolwork the and then we'd do that stuff, uh, other stuff at night and- drink a lot and this is towards later high school and then into college and then in college the- so in college you're a free
0: man where are you going to college? to Georgetown so you're in D.C. I'm in D.C. and now now the sky's the limit <laughs> sure yeah man you, you, you're you free you got some money coming in every month
1: can- uh, let, it was more like uh, everyone had a tiny bit of money
0: and would buy right pot and yeah. coke and stuff like that but what is a, the bottom look like? what were you studying, studying at Georgetown? I was an English and theology major huh I was an English major. Theology, huh? Are yeah. You, are were you a God guy? Oh uh, yeah, I believe in God. Yeah. You do, Unde- uh, undeniably. Not even second guessing it ever. Of course, constantly second guessing <laughs> it all the time. <laughs> Did you grow up with the with the hell?
1: Sure. Oh yeah, Irish Catholic. Like ca- Catholic. Every- I know, but your parents are day. lawyers.
0: They're smart people. They are smart people. Smart people don't believe in hell. Yes, they do. Uh, all
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, despite religulous or whatever that shit was
0: that? well you studied theology you're yeah. a practical person you're, yeah you're a practical person that i thinks- studied a
1: lot of jewish theology though i was right. mainly interested in that that very much lined up with my uh personal outlook
0: what, what what specifically
1: there's a god he might not like us yeah and there might not be nothing else after this so
0: let's right. focus on this and you're free to talk to him at length about anything Sure. And sometimes there are arguments. And you, you can shake can, your fist. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He can take that. God can handle that. That he can handle that was also very yes. Yeah.
1: It wasn't this like oh this is a friendship. I was like this isn't a
0: friendship. No. No. This no. is a difficult relationship. This isn't and I've difficult. got questions. Right. And if you're not going to answer them, me and these guys are going to just kind of go over him over and over again right it's yeah.
1: like working for like an aloof famous person <laughs> where you just talk about him when he's out of the room endlessly so just a,
0: it's a group of assistants <laughs> we're a pool of us ass-
1: not we because unfortunately, a of not talmudic Jewish, but- assistants yes yes yeah. yes writing a midrash to understand their boss
0: so you were like what reading the kabbalah reading the talmud uh studying that writing papers on the jews
1: yeah uh torah talmud uh Kabbalah? And you didn't do you didn't get into that? No, the, I don't think we did really. Didn't do Kabbalah. the mystical
0: stuff? It was probably like that's only for special people.
1: Uh, there was a class on uh Jewish mysticism that I I don't think I took. No, mm-hmm. I didn't take it. And uh No, I got uh I think the last class I took when I was a senior was uh theology after the Holocaust.
0: So there was a much more the, that was the why did God let this happen? What was that about semester? Yes, a semester of what was that about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How could he have let that happen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, and it, yeah. you know, it meant a lot of the same questions they'd have forever.
0: Always the same questions. Yeah. So, but, so what was the focus of that course? Just sort of like how did Judaism change within the community after the Yeah, Holocaust? yeah, yeah.
1: It was, uh, the, well, the first, the first course I took was Judaism, <laughs> uh, uh, what was it called? Changing Tradition and Continued Practice. Mm-hmm. I liked that it adapted. Mm-hmm. Were you just preparing for show business? No, I just—it was like I think being raised religious. I it, want to speak the language of the people I'll be working for. Yeah, but I didn't take like a you know like a <laughs> How hand, to talk handbook to... of Yiddish <laughs> right, conversational right. Yiddish thing.
0: A, a year-long seminar in communicating
1: with Lauren Michaels. I had a book uh, when I was a little kid called Yiddish is a Second Language. It was like a like a novelty book. that so yeah. I, I somehow acquired. Yeah, uh, I really liked that. <laughs> Yes, I wanted to be Jewish. You did. Yeah, that was that was. I don't know why I'm. Did you really running away from that? Yeah.
0: But but how Catholic were you brought up? I mean, seriously, like uh, like yes, uh, serious. Talk to the priest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go to confession. Go you to church to con- every Sunday. I like the idea of confession. It seems like it's relieving. You must have gotten it's some free relief. therapy,
1: by the way. Like it, <clears throat> it is just kind of uh, the old thing of the screen, and you kneel on one side, and the priest, and mm-hmm. you never see their face, as portrayed in films and so forth. It actually became after. I guess, I don't know if it was Vatican II or just growing up in the 80s, it was like you sit in a room with a priest and tell them uh, what's going on, and it's kind of, it was more like what therapy is like. So there was a back and Very different parameters. There was a back and forth. Yeah. When I first went to confession, though, I would make up- It's
0: different than therapy because uh, many things are not okay.
1: That's true, but you don't, I was never like read a riot act in confession. I, but, I, but It was I mean, kind of like, well, of course, life's, you know, it's very hard and, you know, sometimes- Right, you, and
0: it's difficult, and you, but you still, like, you need to ask forgiveness. And uh, yeah. if you don't, there's going to be uh
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I got to say, like, the idea that the creator of the universe would forgive you for individual things you did wrong is, is a nice feeling.
0: Sure it is. Because yeah. you think he's busy, but I'm glad he could make the time to- Take a load off. He let someone, yeah, someone
1: let me know that uh, I was I was square with him.
0: Yeah, you're okay. You can you you masturbated. It's okay. Well, see, what I would
1: do was I would make up wholesome sounding sins because I had to go to confession, right? So I'd go in and I'd I'd be like, oh, me and my brother were throwing snowballs at a house, and someone told us to stop, and even after they left, I threw two more snowballs because I just had to make up like Norman Rockwell sounding sins when really it was like, ah. Jerking off, humping my bed like yeah. a maniac.
0: Right. but oh, so you never, <laughs> you never came clean on that stuff. You just kind of make what? How did you actually? No, feel I never. Forgiving? No, I never said that out loud. No, really.
1: Well, I, I have to
0: say, I so knew, you I knew
1: enough to know that that stuff was fine.
0: But but throwing snowballs was a big problem.
1: No, I just needed to get through the session. You oh. ever go to a psychiatrist or a therapist, and you don't have anything that day, so you just need to make something up to get through the session. Well, I'll talk about something and pay him for it. When well, I... exactly. So I, you, sometimes I'll, I'll I'll go to my shrink and I'll be like, I got I got to think of something yeah. to focus on. Yeah, for these forty five still... minutes, and I, I I exaggerate whatever the problem is, just so it sounds like it's a. Oh thing. really?
0: No, I, sure. I I for me, it just ends up being like a regular conversation I could have had with a friend over coffee. Like sometimes be like, did you see that show? What do you think about true detective? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing against Catholics. I mean, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I'm a little hard on Catholics because I. But you know, the Catholics and the Jews; these are ancient religions. Have you have you been to Rome? Have you been to Florence? Have you done? Yeah, I've been to
1: Rome. I've been to Jerusalem. You see all
0: the the dead wizards in caskets. No, and uh, wizard parts of, de- of wizards. Yeah, crypts and coffins and crypts. Each, e- yeah. each church has a, a part of somebody, a piece, a finger. Yeah, and a they toe. have like a, or yeah, or a yeah, piece a relish, of a shirt. Sure, yeah, sure. A piece of a. You went pant. to Israel too
1: because you were fascinated. I've been to Israel. Yeah, I went to Israel with my dad in 07. Really? Yeah. And why'd you? You're, that was the best trip I ever took in my life. Really? Yes. Why? Uh... It's a, it's amazing. There's an energy to that whole place that's just incredible. Crazy. Yeah. And it's we like, landed in Tel Aviv and mm-hmm. then went up uh through like Caesarea, the Roman ruins, went through the Golan, came down uh the Golan was really interesting because mm-hmm. I was like Oh, this is beautiful. Yeah. Like you hear about the Golan Heights, but yeah. you never it's realize like, what? like well, what are people fighting for? It's, oh, yeah. And you get up there and you go, oh, this is nice. Yeah, <laughs> It was just this would be horrible
0: dad? to be dispossessed from here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just my dad and I and a guide named Menachem. And you decided to go to Israel. Former Israeli colonel.
0: They're all former Israeli colonels.
1: Well, <laughs> that's true. But this guy never let you forget it. Oh, yeah. We were at the Wailing Wall and he was against, uh, not against, he didn't like that there were, you know, that- uh, fe- uh, young females were also uh, enlisted when they were eighteen. Right. So we were just leaning against the car near the whaling wall, and Menachem um, looked at this eighteen-year-old girl holding a, you know, M sixteen or whatever, and yeah. said, "You see that girl there? I could disarm her in two point five seconds." <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was, he didn't say that about the men. Just that. The... <laughs> no, just that girl. Yeah, but he
1: was also tiny, by the way. He was about one foot three. Yeah,
0: yeah. Why? Why did you guys
1: choose Israel? Uh. My my parents travel a lot. We kind of we took interesting trips when I was a kid. My dad took great vacations when he was young with his dad. He went to Africa and South America, and uh, we'd always wanted to go there. And I was, you know, I, I was out of college at that point. Yeah. I studied a lot of Judaism, and I just really wanted to go.
0: Did you read Hebrew and stuff? No, I I, I don't read Hebrew. It was, right. This was just you know. So English this was sort of, Was this right after college that you went? Uh, a couple of years, yeah. And were you drinking still? No, I was done by then. What was your bottom like? Did it happen in college? I mean, like it was no
1: after college. It, it had to happen after college because that was when I realized that other people weren't still doing this as much. Oh, right. you were like, it, "Hey, where are you guys going?" Yeah, yeah. Why don't we? Hey, for the next seventy-two hours, why yeah, don't we? Yeah, come was on, like, man. No, you know, it's
0: not time for bed.
1: Yeah, it was still young. However, I will say it was apparent that other people had moved on. Right, college was over, and you felt stupid. I felt stupid. I just felt I was. A, I thought. I've been coasting on the idea that I'm a good person now for maybe five years. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I remember, I was like, I've, I've, I remember what it felt like to be uh, to feel good about myself, and that's that was about five years ago. And that flicker would kind of help me get through times, but I was like, I don't. Uh, so
0: you're starting to feel a little corrupted.
1: I remember thinking to myself, if I was watching this person in a movie, this was the day I stopped. I thought if I was watching this guy in a movie, I wouldn't be rooting for him anymore. <laughs> He took. No a, matter what he, happened to him, he took a oh, turn. He had a breakup. Blah blah. Just, I wouldn't care by that
0: now. That guy's no good. It'd just be
1: like one of those three-hour movies where you're like, I don't care. They can all die.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was it, huh? Mm-hmm. And you, but you, did you feel like you were in trouble?
1: Yes, I knew I was not. I knew I was uh, so. In part, they were fun to do drugs, but also they uh, you'd get attention for doing them. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, like, well, then people would be worried about me. And then that was an interesting amount of attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'd, girls would be concerned. Even if they'd broken up with you, they'd be, oh, are you okay? So they'd check still in, in on kind
0: you. of. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Cocaine doesn't make girls like you, but it does make them worry about you. Yeah. yeah. And that's what do you and need? And you were, were you like, what do you care? Yeah, what do you care? Call me back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might do something bad. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Yeah, I'm in trouble. Don't call me. Call me. <laughs> uh, so then that was all over. I was just like, I'm not, this is nothing but doing it.
0: Yeah. So it was Coke, really.
1: Uh, well, I'm drinking a ton. I just yeah. drink and make bad decisions.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, Coke keeps you drinking. Sure. Keeps you awake. Yeah. yeah. For more drinking. Yeah. But were you, uh, but, but were you like, Um, you weren't, a, were you a hostile drunk?
1: Yes, by the end. Oh, I really? could really snarl. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No fight, though? So you don't look like you've No, I, but I'd
0: like- Too many punches. I'd
1: like- cr- No, I've never- <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, you can tell that just by looking at me, but I, I uh, as a type, like if you were at a party- Yeah. And you had on, if you had a cup, like yeah. I'd like, I remember a friend telling me like, I saw you. You were on the other side of the room, and you came right for me, just dead-eyed. And yeah. I walked up to him, and I slapped the cup out of his hand and just stared at him. Yeah. And he was like, you know, fuck you, John. Right, right. But I had that kind of like, I'd flick your tie and go like, what right. are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? You, were, you I'm were, not a phony. You're a phony. You're a pest. I was a pest. I was a nuisance. <laughs> you're like a that little, guy. A little drunk nuisance. Here he comes. Yeah. Oh, he's got that look in his eye.
0: And I looked 12. And you were kind of a dick is what you were. I was becoming a dick, yeah. And what what did you th- hang the primary feelings on? Like, you know, did you were you unhappy with yourself? Were you were you I mean, like what was it? Were you chomping at the bit? Were you doing comedy yet? Did you not know I was which doing one? a little
1: bit of comedy, but I didn't want to do like I'd started in college. I really liked the first rush, and then I was like, "Oh, you just got to keep doing it." Yeah. And sometimes you don't do well, and other people are doing well. I really wanted to have done comedy. Sure. I, know I remember guys like, like around 2021 20, I was like I just wish I'd already done a lot of it and yeah. could say I did it. So you're hard on yourself. I was hard on myself, sure. But I also wasn't doing enough. Like I was just talking about how I wanted to be a comedian or was a comedian or whatever and was
0: to all the girls on Coke when you were like I'm just going to do Sh- it, man. Y- yes, yes. Oh yeah, I mean I'm, I'm going to yeah. do it.
1: Yeah, and so I sort of stretch things I've so done. Yeah, sitting there. if I did it, if I was at Stand Up New York when there was a Conan showcase, you yeah, know, I, I'd done it, but I had not Oh, so you're <laughs> yeah. a liar?
0: Yes, I was a liar too. I was a real liar. <laughs> I, I, I was never. I only I'm I'm only a liar if it's absolutely necessary. Now I am, and that
1: was a that was the hardest thing to wean myself off of were lies of convenience. Just lies because you could. I remember cause. feeling that after I stopped drinking, I was like. Oh, right. I haven't used that muscle of explaining the truth in a long time. Right. I would just say, oh, my phone was broken or I'd
0: just right. make something up. Right.
1: The idea that I would now have to say, I, I miscalculated the
0: time and I'm sorry, you know? It's hard, right? It is hard. Yeah. So, but you used to just lie for the hell of it.
1: Yeah, I lied for the hell of it. I lied to be grandiose and I lied to get out of trouble or to uh, n- not deal with any inconveniences at all. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: It's a great tool.
1: Sure, it's very convenient. <laughs> a lot of people don't check up on your lies at all, or you get in one of those situations where you've lied so much, people are like, "Okay," and they don't they don't even second guess you because they used to. You're, you're not even credible anymore. No, you're not. You're just a you're just a <laughs> sure a hostile witness. Yeah, yeah. Okey-doke. Okay, we're not going to question this guy anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: What? Um. So when did you start doing comedy in earnest? I mean, so you moved from D.C. to New York when you graduated? Yeah, I graduated. Did well, you do I- well? I went, I
1: did pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I always tried to keep up appearances, like I said, so that I didn't have to deal with anything. Right. Uh, I, uh, let's see, when I was 20, I came to New York and I was interning at Comedy Central in for New who? York. For uh For Jesse Klein
0: and Lou Wallach. Well, Lou Wallach was the head of Comedy Central at the time? Yeah, or? it was the summer of the Graham Norton effect. Oh, big summer. Big, big summer. summer. We all remember where we sure. were. The big summer of failure, the Graham Norton effect.
1: Yeah, but then there was also Chappelle show, daily show south Park it was right. a, it was a, it was a cool place to what be. Year was there was that? still let's Bowl and stuff yeah. like that that was the summer of '03
0: okay yeah so um Jesse was development person she was a development
1: person at that time uh Lou was there you know uh naomi Frisch yep uh yeah and what were you doing whatever yeah I like uh deliver stuff to tough crowd
0: right uh I would I was uh, on that show occasionally yes you were yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. It was exciting. It, real things happened.
1: Yeah, I went to a lot of tapings of that. That was yeah. fun. Now, did that. you work with Nick in- uh, In college, yeah. And Aziz and those guys? Oh, yeah. I, I met Aziz when I moved to New York. But you weren't part of Human Giant. No, I never did anything on that show. But I, uh, we were all kind of around Rafifi in those places. And oh, Aziz Eugene had just Herman's been in NYU. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Eugene's show, Invite Them Up. That was like the show to get on.
0: Right, so that was a whole new generation. You were like- w- really literally part of the next generation the next wave of comedy in New York
1: yeah and was... I had a very I looking back had a very comfy time because of that it was not it was very friendly
0: you didn't have to do open mics at stand up clubs
1: I did some I do Hamburger Harry's uh, I do so right so that Village was early Lantern, on sure
0: right so you were running around doing those kind
1: of yeah things. I do those shows Rock Albers and so you
0: started songs. to do comedy in earnest when you were doing the internship
1: yeah I was about 20
0: right and and do and,
1: I would do the B three every week at Third and Avenue B. Uh
0: huh. Uh, and comedy kebab in Brooklyn. Right. Um. But but not stand up. Not not like the comic strip. You didn't hang. I right. went up.
1: I went up at the comic strip once uh, yeah. for Lucian Holds. Right. Uh, Berbiglia got me a spot. Yeah. To go up in front of him. Yeah. And, and he then, said,
0: oh, I've got enough white guys.
1: Well, Mike went in the other room. He goes, I'll I'll ask Lucian what he thought. Yeah. And then he came out and he went, No, no. <laughs> And I said, Well, what did he say? And he, he apparently he watched me on the monitor and said, Well, no. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which having heard other stories about him, that was like that's very tame.
0: Were you doing
1: well? Uh I had like two good minutes wherein other comics would help me out. Right. But then there was a there was a I feel like a year of like, then that was it. You know, I could like get uh, uh, I could get a spot and invite them up and do well uh, and then you know I'd and then you'd be uh, get another spot months later right and I was like I'd have nothing new then so it just it, in that world of like okay this these three minutes kind of work uh, yeah. in downtown New York that plateaued really fast right so I started going on the road right then I remember I was hosting at the National. What do you mean James. going on the road? I would- As a feature? No, as an MC. Oh, really? My first MC week was at the Penguins in Cedar Rapids.
0: So was that under the tutelage
1: of Mike Berbigli? Yes, I was opening for Mike. So, so I Mike, was hosting. you know, Right, so Mike at, said
0: you got to do comedy clubs. That's how I started. But that was still pretty cush. That was
1: still very nice to have someone getting me into those
0: clubs. And also his audience, I imagine, was- Fairly, he
1: was, was right at the point where he'd done like a comedy central half hour so just starting to build it he had a lot of people knew who he was but he still would have i think some of those nights where the audience was just there for zanies or there for penguins
0: right so you know? but he got you into that experience he yeah got that you experience. working as a comic
1: absolutely a and realizing in. i sucked at a year in absolutely and, and realizing i wasn't a comic i was like a, a writer of jokes but he helped
0: you yes you feel permanently in debt Oh, absolutely. Indebted to Mike. Oh, yeah. I did, I
1: went on the road for him with thir- for 30 days straight. Uh-huh. And that was like a huge turning point. It was It a, a lesson. Well, the lesson for me was like before that tour with Mike, I always wanted <clears throat> the show to be canceled. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to have done a show and be- it, Again,
0: you it, wanted it behind you.
1: Yes, I wanted it behind <laughs> me. And that after doing 30 days straight where you just had to, I had to MC every night, I started to want to do the show itself. So you were getting
0: into it, yeah. You started to get it. You watched. He also Mike.
1: told me in a very like cool, direct way. He was like, "Hey, you have to be better if you're gonna <laughs> open these shows." In a, in a very like, <laughs> "Hey, you can't like you know." But your joke you can writing... softly
0: throw your jokes under the bus and not
1: and act like so you he, don't give a shit
0: when you do. He get. Oh, well, that's a good point because that's a that's like a, a defense mechanism. Absolutely, and it also felt like you had to start or I
1: felt I had to be... It felt like at Rafifi, places like that, you had to begin clumsily and act cl- clumsy. In, yeah, you had to act cute and
0: undermine yourself yeah, in yeah, order...
1: Yeah. yeah, the best joke would be a joke. Don't tell me you not act cute. I, I, knew, I knew how to do that. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> but if in Nashville... When I had to, you know, uh-huh. do the announcements that uh-huh. Killer Bees was coming, sure. I had to bring the fucking energy. Better save up. Yeah. Yeah. James Gregory, the funniest man in America, will be here next week, and now let's make some noise for your headliner.
0: Yeah. Mike, Mike Birbiglia. So, but he taught you, he gave you a sort of work ethic. He told you what was wrong with the way you were presenting your jokes. He he obviously had faith in you as a joke writer. Yeah, he thought I was very funny. Uh, I, would I'd, I'd, I'd like, you know, followed him around a lot and,
1: and would try to pitch jokes to him and stuff and- uh, right I think he thought it was mean? a funny guy. Yeah. Cause I, I, the, uh, one time when I was visiting, he was working on his, uh, half hour special and I just, I just went with him like everywhere when he was running. Did you help danger him? fields? And no, not really in the end. I no. think I, you know, I was so excited just to, he he'd go, what do you think of this? And I go, that's great.
0: Well, it's interesting because you are uh, joke heavy. I mean, you are a joke teller. You have a very, uh, fast pace. You're a written guy. Yeah. You're not necessarily riffing. No. Uh, no, more so now, but not for a long time. Right, yeah. right. Well, when I saw you, I mean, you were doing something a little more personal. I saw you at, um, where did I see you? I saw you at a, a small theater of some kind. Why were you doing- Was it uh, Montreal? Maybe. It was a long set about- St. Proc- Catherine Theater? Proctological examination. Yeah, yeah. They had oh, it was your one-person show. Right, I did yeah. a show there, and I went to see your one-man yes, show. Yes, you came. I was very flattered by that. Yeah, yeah, it was great. But that was uh, that was you venturing into uh, uh, autobiographical stuff because my recollection of you previous to that was you know very clever uh, sure. clever jokes with yeah. a lot of uh, good references, right. many of which I didn't get because I'm too old. Right. I'd do a joke about the movie Ray. Yeah. And it would be good for a month. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that was sort of what you did. Oh, absolutely,
1: absolutely. <laughs> uh, that was how you conceived. What? But did you? But feel- I had no sense of myself, or uh, not that I do yet now, but. Uh, that's sort of a weird
0: uh, dodgy topic for you in a way. What what's that? Well, just, you know, who's in there, John? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, cuz like I can hear like sometimes your laugh is a little up here. It's not as deep as it should be. Oh, interesting. And uh, you know, like uh, you know, you you're very together, but uh-huh. like cuz I cuz when I saw the one man show, I was excited for you cuz I thought, well, you know, he's stepping out, he's going to do some stuff. There's a, there's a moment there during the proctological exam where, you know, where I was like, are we gay? Are we not gay? What's happening? Right, right, right. And I was like, who is this guy? There's a, you know, you, you do keep it together somehow. You're kind of a controlled dude. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, it's for me to let out. Right. Right. So what's going to make you,
1: what's going to make you lose your shit? Get angry, you mean? Whatever. I don't get that angry. Where's it all going, John? I mean, probably internal organs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or not doing well. I haven't gone to a doctor in five, six years. You're fine. I might
0: be fine. Come on. I'm relaxing. Everything's going. Everything's relaxed. Come on. Are you not? You're not, you're not like this with your friends like Pete and everybody. You you cut on with, guard. You're on guard. No, I mean, am I? I don't know. I don't know. Uh. Yeah. D- is this something that you've heard before? Am I telling you? Absolutely. This? Uh, All the time. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> sure. From your wife? Uh yeah. Sure. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah so you're... not not in a terrible way.
1: not like are you um... where are you, John? Spacking right right, you right yeah, who's in there? Yeah, yeah what's there's... going on? Yeah, there's no there there. Yeah. What my parents used to say about Bill Clinton. yeah. Oh <laughs> did they? yeah, there's no there there. Sure. So who has who has a there all the time? Yeah, no well it's it, well, it's submerged. Sure. It's, it's for you to know. It's for me to know. I don't have to give that to anyone. Well, what I thought you were a comedian. Well, I give it out in the doses I want to. Do you?
0: Yes, I do. Okay, fine. That's fine, John. Do you think I don't? I don't know. Okay, you're just asking. Well, no, I think that sometimes, um, like, here's the deal. Like, I, you know, I listen to your record. I watch you perform. When I saw you do the story show, I was like, all right, so now I get an idea. Like, I had no idea who you were. And I watched you, and I'd listened to your stuff before. And I'm like, he's great. He's got, you know, good clips, got good pace, got good jokes. But uh, who is that guy? Sure. But then again, I've been saying about that about Seinfeld for 30 years. Like I'm like I don't know who that guy is. How can I watch a guy for an hour and have no fucking idea who he is? It's a, it bothers me. As time goes on, I realize who Jerry is, and it's not terrific. But but the uh, the thing is, but but you know it's just like if I can't see somebody's vulnerability right you know, almost immediately, I'm like he's I don't know either he's really confident or he's fucking with me. Interesting, is it? Yes, because like the, the fucking with me part of it. Well, yeah, but that's my own problem. It's just sort of like, you know, what, you know, it's it's, it's evasive. I know that that comedy being innately funny is a defense mechanism in, in and of itself, but it should reveal some insecurity. And I think that um, that it may be there. But like until I saw you you know, tell stories about your life, it, you know, I hadn't I just didn't have an, a sense of who you were with just a stand up. That's totally fair. And now you're evolving out of that. You're changing. Yeah,
1: and also I have a life now. I I only had those jokes
0: before. Yeah. I only had TV shows and bullshit I'd uh, but were you, matig- was that, was, was that the craft? Are you like, well, even, but, but it tells different. Cause it tell like, you know, he can't help, he can't help, but, you know, see exactly who he is. But was, was, was writing jokes for you sort of like doodling, like, like a math equation? Like it was just something you were oh yeah Oh, oh I thought of a joke. That's great. I'll do it.
1: I'll put it in my standup act. Right. Yeah. Right. No matter what the topic was, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 And I remember I
1: started off trying to write jokes about topics no one else had jokes about. Yeah, like what? Like the Liberty Bell. I wrote a joke about the Liberty what Bell. What was that? It was that. It's. Uh, I remember writing it because I'd never heard a joke about the Liberty Bell. Yeah. How precious is that?
0: Yeah. No, it's good. I think the I. The joke I th-
1: was that it's supposed to be this patriotic symbol, but it's broken. So mm-hmm. it's like we fought this war for our independence, and the first thing we do is break something nice. Like we're a bunch of special ed kids who finally get unsupervised recess, and we come in after thirty minutes like Ernie fell. <laughs> that was the joke. So there's a lot of words in there. I know. Look yeah. how rapidly I got through it avoiding yeah. eye contact with yeah. you. <laughs> but I that did. was your
0: style. It just keeps going.
1: It keeps going, sure. It yeah.
0: an amazing clip too. Do you ever like when, when when you take pause, when everything sort of slows down, yeah. what what do you feel? Uh uncomfortable? I feel
1: very comfortable on stage.
0: Right. Now, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh you saw my worst set ever, I think.
0: At that one man show?
1: No, in Aspen. Did I? Yes, you don't remember that? Of course you wouldn't. That was a huge moment in my life and not. But I was there. You were the host. (laughs) I met you that uh, weekend. Uh, I hosted for you and Tosh. You guys were co-headlining a show. This was. um, Oh my God. You were wearing uh, American apparel jackets and overcoats a lot during that time. Sure, sure. Uh, So you were very nice to me. Yeah. Uh, I had just seen you on Conan yeah, and I really like that joke you did about uh, your mom calling you and asking you what you thought of this guy Sabu, and you saying, "Mom, do you mean do you mean Barack Obama?" <laughs> so I told you that at the Tosh, I got to uh, host for you and and Tosh, uh, and then I think you were co-headlining oh, a show with okay, Showalter and right. Mary Lynn. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's right. All right. And then I did so. Then I did my second. So you have these showcases at Aspen. You do like it was me and it wasn't Kyle Kinane and Dan Mintz, but they were also there that year. So it was like people that age group, we would go, we do our five minute sets. And I kinda, uh, I didn't do well the first one. This was, so then I hosted for you and Tosh, I did a little better. And then I was, this was like the the second uh, showcase that I was gonna do and it was in the big tent. Yeah. You remember that thing? Yeah, And I walked up on stage and I started to talk. It was uh, You reminded me of it when you said my laugh was up here. I couldn't breathe at all. Hard to breathe there. Couldn't breathe at all, though. And my first joke died. I remember this died. It died. And then uh, oh my God, I remember white this. hot panic rolled over me. Right, but you were having trouble. Like, I was there were, having like, real trouble, right, both right, in right. the bombing sense, and also I couldn't breathe. And to this day, I don't know if I was having a panic attack. Or elevation signals, but there was like
0: concern. Like you, you got off stage, and it was like you were yeah. Fucked up. You
1: and uh, uh, you and Mike DiStefano uh, were very nice to me backstage. They got me an oxygen tank. I
0: remember this right, now,
1: right. And uh, Mike DiStefano sat with me for a little while. You came and checked on me, which I always never forgot. You were very cool in that moment, and you came on stage and. Uh, Uh, so I bomb and almost die. You come back on stage and said some nice things about my set and kind of used one of my jokes to get into one of your jokes. It felt, I remember hearing it and going, oh, he's really trying to make it seem like that went fine. (laughs) And it really didn't. And everyone was there. I remember some guy that worked for, like, Kaneko was in the front row. Right. And I was like, he saw me bomb. I'll never get Be, gas. It, go to conoco yeah. and i remember this now It's <laughs> never coming get back gas. to me right and so i was i was really like i'm done i was i thought i was like,
0: i was in bad shape because that must have been right after my wife left and i must have your been... wife was there oh that was that time yes what year was that 2006 maybe 2006 okay. okay yeah 2006 right that's where yes. i went up on stage and did the storytelling show that was you probably the, the, right, the right the end of my marriage I remember she was there. I remember running into Stephen Wright. I remember hosting that thing because I remember like uh, Stephen Baldwin was, or uh, one of the Baldwin. No, uh, J- uh, uh, Dan- J- no uh, Billy. Billy Baldwin was on the show with me. Yeah. And he was around yes. and backstage at that tent thing. Uh, that's right. I remember bits and pieces. You were hanging of this.
1: out with your wife and Billy Baldwin. Right. Right. Yes. Now I remember being backstage. And then I'd go outside Smoke cigarettes And I was drinking coffee backstage This is right. why I also wonder If I had like a panic attack
0: You were smoking then?
1: Yeah I was smoking at In Aspen Elevation For the first time I mean I don't know why No it's
0: hard to breathe So okay So I saw one of the worst sets. I do not remember it that way I well, do remember no now one, That you were in trouble No one remembered it at all, because everyone was so drunk. Right, and it was so a, it was a rough out. night. It was weird because it wasn't. There was industry there, but there's always also a lot of like drunky regular people. Oh, there were like men in fur coats right. in the front row. Right, because it was sort like of beautiful like, bronze. Was it places. outdoors and heated kind yes, of thing? There
1: were heat lamps in a tent in the middle right. of cold. After. Yeah, it was weird, man. Only Dan Mintz remembers it. He was in the back of the tent, and he brings it up all the time. As just he said, it was like watching a beautiful train wreck yeah. because. I came out confident and yeah. the jokes were probably pretty good. Yeah. But it was, there was nothing doing from second one. Right. And as soon as nothing was happening, it was, I remember that feeling of air from like the bot. just, I had air in my throat and nowhere else. Oh, It was horrendous. terrifying. Right. And I went long because <laughs> I kept, because my closers kept not working. Right.
0: So I did more closers. Yeah. And I remember like, you know, when you got off, you were like, you know, in trouble. Yeah,
1: I, 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 I hated uh, all. It was like you know when you faint and everyone surrounds you. I yeah. hated all the attention so much. Right. I wanted to. I wanted to absolutely die.
0: But you know, it, it it turned out okay.
1: Yeah, but I was so scared. I just, I, I. It's funny. I remember you and Mike DiStefano being really nice. Yeah. And he's, he was like, "It's gonna be okay. You're fucking funny. It doesn't matter. I got yeah. a meeting with James Dixon. He told me that while I was breathing in air. <laughs> I got
0: a meeting with James Dixon. Well, it I'm glad that you have guy. a good memory of me. That's nice.
1: I have a lot of nice ones. You were always very nice to
0: me. Um, all right. So then, like, let's let's get up to uh, where where everything starts to change. So you you interned at Comedy Central for how long? Oh, just a a year. So you come back from the road with the, uh, about 6 oh, oh
1: six. I'm kind of I'm kind of starting to feature. I did right. Conan for the first time. Right. Then I went and did Aspen and bombed. Right. And almost died. Well, it was, you need to take the hit sometimes. You need to, you gotta take hits. Yeah. Uh, and then I was kind of off, I was like, on the road, uh, sometimes with Berbiglia, sometimes on my own, Um, started writing for like, I started doing that show Best Week Ever. Yeah. On VH1, so that was easy. because As a just, talking
0: head guy? Yeah,
1: you just go to Midtown, yeah. you go to that 1633 Broadway building and- Talk in front of colored paper For like an hour Yeah You get a couple hundred bucks That was very That was a very good time And then I did like a NACA Sure Right Hosted a NACA That's the National Association Of Colleges or whatever Yeah it's the National Association Of Bombing in a Hotel Ballroom And then In front of a lot Of
0: student activities people In front of a
1: lot Of student activities people Yeah Who can often be Very interesting people
0: And then you stand in a booth yeah, selling with, yourself. Yes, next front. to like sword swallowers and the yeah, principal from right, Saved with, by the Bell. With your headshots up on the wall. Sure. But, the, but what's at stake there is that you know you, you theoretically, if you got twenty colleges for the year, that's a lot of money for a guy starting. I remember out. I got five, and
1: yeah. that was a lot of money.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. yeah.
1: And then I did that. Uh, How'd you do with the kids? Medium. Yeah. I, uh Very. I was like young looking, but my jokes weren't college fun. Right. It was a weird. It was right. a weird
0: fit. You're, well, you're black Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, there was a yeah, darkness the, that they didn't have a, appreciate. You have a history. Yeah. yeah. They wanted me to do like, you know, just. You were the guy that knocked cups drink. out of people's hands and you were hiding that now. And I would flip ties. Yeah. <laughs> that was not who you were. This is the new John. This is the new John. They would have liked the old John.
1: Yeah, sort of. But they wanted like fun <laughs> yeah. college and I only had like strange darkness of college. Like mm-hmm. You ever just put on a hoodie and put on your headphones and walk. <laughs> Smoke cigarettes walk by drunk. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Think about everything. Think your life's over even though you're like. When did you get 19? off the smokes? Uh, I've had them in the past couple months.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Oh, you were never a big smoker. No, I was. I yeah.
1: smoked a lot, a lot, a lot at Saturday Night Live. Yeah? And then uh, smoked all through college.
0: I like knowing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it makes me feel better about you. Oh, I have many addictions and issues that I have to grapple with like that. Like what else? Well, I have to avoid a lot of things. Like what? Well, just like I, you know, anytime I... Take a clonopin. I want three. No, I know that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. and and cigarettes. I I go like, why am I? Why are you chain smoking? Oh, because you uh, are still trying to fill some void. I, I,
0: well, is it just a void? Maybe I, you're not. I I want you to be angry. I think you're angry. I have anger, but uh, I, it diffuses quickly. Hmm. I'd say
1: that that doesn't sound very black Irish to me. Well, I'm, you mean you're just a brooder? I'm very also like just. Uh, sober USA too yeah. you know I sure know. I had a very nice upbringing despite uh things I did to myself
0: and also I think I think things are you know went pretty well for you
1: yes and also we were one of those families where it was like hey you know things could be worse look at that guy he's got hooks for hands at the hot dog stand and stuff so I was always I, putting things in perspective was like you had some gratitude all the way through all, all yeah
0: very much so yeah right so when do you get the gig at uh how does it how do you get SNL, how's that? I been?
1: auditioned in uh, the summer of 2008. Mm-hmm. So I'd been, I'd written for a couple shows. I wrote on Dimitri Martin's uh, Comedy Central show for a summer, and then I, I worked on this pilot with uh, uh, Mike Black and Mike Showalter. And then, um, but I was still just kind of doing stand-up. Was the... But these guys are respected. You must look good on the page. I had uh, like a funny packet yeah. for each, you know? Yeah. Um, and then uh, I auditioned. In August of 08 for SNL, I found out on a Tuesday I was going to audition on a Thursday, mm-hmm. and then I just was like, I can't, I cannot put together a audition of impressions and shit like that. So I just did stand up.
0: But, but was that your, ever
1: your thing, though? I mean, no. But I thought I should, right? Because everyone who was getting their audition ready was like writing all new pieces. Like yeah, I'm gonna, it, I'm gonna come up with three characters and, right. and a Gordon Ramsay impression, right? And I was like, I'll just eat shit if I do that. Right. So I. And I only had about 48 hours. Right. So I went out. Uh, I think I did like um, uh, maybe Death Ray and then Jimmy Doors' show after right. it or something. And I was out in L.A. for some reason. And I had to fly from L.A. to New York. Right. And I just went in um, two days later and did like I just did like a stand up set. Right. And I got hired as a writer. Where was the Where was the audition? It was actually on Conan's stage on the sixth floor of. Oh, 30 so you Rock. went right to Thirty Rock?
0: They yeah. didn't come see you at a club?
1: No, they. I'd, I'd done stuff. I'd done monologues for the Ask Cat show that like Seth Meyers and Amy Poehler would do, so I'd met them a little. Yeah. And uh, Seth recommended me to the show, and I'd been on Conan a couple times, so I think uh, Ayala Cohn, who worked there, had seen tape of me or whatever. And what was your experience meeting Lauren? So I auditioned, and I met him a few days later at his office. Yeah, did you office? wait? Uh, no, because I was there for another reason and they sprung the meeting on me. I didn't even know he was there. Why were you there? Because you were already hired. I was already hired. I think I was like, you know, moving a desk. Right. Or something. Yeah. Uh, I was, so I was in Higgins office and they said, oh, Lawrence here. W- wants to talk to you. And I went in there and it was about a one minute meeting. Uh huh. He just said, uh, uh, do you have siblings? And I said, yeah. And he said, where are they? And I said, oh, they're back in Chicago. And he went, they're back in Chicago. And now you're here. And I said, yeah. And he did say you were very funny, which was really nice. Yeah. Uh, and I said, thank you. So, you know, I went into this, like, thank you so much. It's an honor. And he went, no, 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 no. Sort of waved that off. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, that was it. Got up and walked out. And you wrote there for how long? Four and a half years. Was, uh, was your first year hard? My first year was not, it was scary, but it was really exciting. Yeah. That, that was, uh, Fall of 08 When who was the cast? Bill Hader,
0: Kristen Wiig, Jason Sudeikis, Daryl Hammond, Amy Poehler, so, Seth Meyers. It not seem like good people. It doesn't great say, people. It sound like you got in. You know, after all the weird competitive. A hundred and ten
1: percent. All that shit from the books. Yeah. That w- we've read. That was all over because yeah. Mike Shoemaker and Seth Meyers had created a really really nice environment as the head writers, as a, as producers and head writers. It was just like. The writers all worked together. There was no sense of competition. What was Higgins at that time? Yeah, Higgins was great, too. Was he the head writer? Who was the head writer? Higgins was the producer. Seth was head writer. Okay. Um, There was no sense of, like, oh, uh, right. well, this person gets iced out if right. it's their piece. Everyone's stuff was sort of enjoyed and heard, and uh, the cast was so amazing, and... Uh, yeah, that was a really, really nice time. And then also, that was the election of 2008, which was a very big time for the show. Right. Uh, so my first year was great. My first year was really fun. I came back. My second year is more like I thought I'd figured it out and got my ass kicked for the fall, sort of. Yeah, but why? What? I just was like, you know, figured I knew what I was doing. So when I would get stuff cut or get Lauren would get mad at me about something, I was like I was suddenly spinning out like I didn't. He got mad at you? Well, I mean, you just get frustrated with a, a sketch or something on oh. bleachers like really you're gonna open with that blah 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 you know that yeah. type of thing yeah uh, that was like I had had a very
0: nice beginning yeah
1: if there ever was a tough time I'd say the beginning of my second
0: season I just remember feeling like and then that. what that leveled off and you did two more years and you started to do on camera stuff and what
1: yeah that leveled off uh, that also I don't I don't know why I blew that out of proportion that was like you know a few shows of feeling like do you
0: feel like you, you're, you know Lauren and you're close to
1: him Close, I don't know, but I've gotten to know him pretty well. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how close. You know, he's been... Uh, I've talked to him a lot in the past couple of years, I feel like. Right. And with, the,
0: with the TV show. The, the TV show that he, you know, is producing. Well, what, so. what, what's, let's focus on that for a second. Because, yeah. like... So, it seemed to me, like, before you did the TV show, that the buzz was, you know, you're going to be the update guy. You were the heir apparent there are no errors apparent in show business. Fine. You know what I'm saying. That, I understand you know, what you're saying, but having... <laughs> but that was the word on the street. Was that not the word that you got? Uh, I did some
1: update features. Right. I entertained the idea that I might get it, but yeah. word on the street versus what you hear at a place like that is different.
0: But what was Lawrence saying to you during that time? I mean, you're, you weren't going to get fired from SNL. You were writing. You were starting to do stuff on camera. You were developing a relationship with that guy. What was he telling you? What was he teaching you? What did you think was going to happen for you?
1: Uh, I knew I was developing a lot as a writer, and I was made a producer on the show, and I knew I was doing very well there. I, honestly, that like, I did not know where I stood in terms of that.
0: Performing. Uh-huh. I,
1: which is a very common thing there. Like right. a, As I said, it was very, very friendly. There was also still things that are cryptic and strange.
0: Did you want to do Update?
1: Sure, of course. And was it ever offered to you? Uh, it was not offered and I... Uh, it was not offered like, do you want to do it right now? Right. I think it was maybe a possibility. Right. But I then did a special that you... that What you saw in Montreal, then I recorded that in August or something. For Comedy Central? For Comedy Central. Uh, that special came out and I was a writer there and the special was, you know, it was small, well reception, but it got a nice reception. So I was kind of like, I think maybe I'll move on.
0: That's interesting. You and Hannibal. Yeah. uh, And well, yeah, Hannibal went to 30 rock and then was, was gone. But the decision was I'm going to do stand up. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I've had enough of this writing for SNL thing.
1: Uh, I miss it still, but yeah, I was ready to go. So you told Lauren you're leaving yeah well let me think i told him i was leaving but i wanted to create a show Uh so it was kind of like i'd like to continue working together
0: you know oh so you asked him to produce your show uh yeah
1: you said i mean you when you work for nbc and broadway video it's not uh i don't know if it is mandatory no, it's a, my, my point is there's a sort of natural thing to talk to them first. about. So he, he wanted
0: to know, what are you going to do? What do you want to do? Yeah,
1: it was like all one meeting of I'd like to develop this show and I don't think I'm coming back. And he said what? Uh, in that meeting, I think he thought I should take some time to think about it. Right. Which was true. But he was also really liked the idea of doing a show. I think maybe we talked about would I be able to do both. Uh-huh. And I thought I can't, I can't do that. I, and what was I the last do show?
0: He, so Thirty Rock was his show as well, right? He didn't. He yeah, didn't... at that time he was
1: doing Thirty Rock and Up All Night. So it seemed like all a natural. You know, I was like, oh, okay, well this this works out well. I thought, yeah. You know, so my last show was uh, Mick Jagger was the host. Did you talk to Mick? Yeah, I spent a lot of time with him actually. You did? Yes, because I would write a lot of the monologues. Yeah. So I would hang with those people in their dressing room because that's the thing that people were the most hands on about, right? right. Cuz the one moment that they're themselves. Right. So I spent a lot of time with Mick Jagger, I spent a lot of time with Elton John. Uh, it was it was just an interesting way to like shadow those people was to work on the monologue cuz you'd constantly have to go in their dressing room. And what him. was your impression of Mick? I really liked him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like Was he nervous? No. No. <laughs> he is a, a a famous famous person. Yeah. He looks famous. Yeah. Even if he wasn't in the Rolling Stones, if you saw him on the street, you'd go, oh, can I pay money to look at you? <laughs> he <laughs> has, like, really – I just remember staring at his hair and going, like, this guy's like, 22. Yeah. And I know that's said about right. him. I'm like, oh, he still has the energy of a 20. But I was like, this is, like, a young person and uh, just, like, you know, lo- long eyes – yeah. Long eyeballs and uh-huh. the face. I was just like, this is a fascinating person. He was, uh, he was Mick Jagger. So he was very, he'd been Mick Jagger of his whole life. So yeah. he was very famous. Yeah. He was like, uh, those people that have played arenas just have a different outlook. Yeah. I don't mean 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 or, um, they're not diva ish, but yeah. I think there's just like, uh, he never had that thing of like, uh, just being anything but Nick jagger he would never be like oh does anyone have a laptop cord i could borrow you know (laughs) he was just very direct (laughs) i remember he would always be like uh like uh no not funny (laughs) and like in comedy you rarely hear not funny yeah i mean you do sometimes right but uh but he had to say it
0: so he was saying he would go
1: no i don't like that not funny And like uh, Elton John, and by the way, not mean, like you knew they were just like, what's the fastest way to uh, make this conversation go? Yeah. Elton John would go, no, not doing it. No. Are we done? Yes. Okay. I'll do that. Yes. Are we done? Good. Are we done? Good. Uh It was very like, I tour. I have things to do. I'm Elton John. Um, I've been Elton John for 30 years. Yeah. Are we done? Yeah. You know? So uh, yeah, I wrote a song with Mick Jagger. There was a sketch with a song in Uh it. I was helping him write lyrics. Yeah. Yeah And uh, it was just me and him sitting in his dressing room. And uh, who was playing an instrument? No one. We were just writing lyrics. Okay. Uh, And he said, uh, All right, what rhymes would drink? And there was a long pause. And I said, Brink. And he went, Now. (laughs) And then there was another long pause. And I went, Sink. And he went, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, Motherfucker, is this
0: how you write songs? <laughs> just it was great. So yeah. that's fun. So it you, had, you got to hang out with a lot of those people who were hosting?
1: Sure, they have no idea that they ever
0: were in a room with me, but yes, I got to I got just building these the weird hours of, yeah. yeah sitting with these people. Who were some other ones that left an impression on you?
1: Uh I loved Danny DeVito. huh. He was amazing. Um, well, he's a
0: comedy guy.
1: Yeah, but uh, he was doing a cameo in Charlie Day's monologue. We uh-huh. just spent a lot of time working on it. Because uh-huh. uh, I was a huge fan of his, so I would stretch out the time as much as possible. And uh, we would just write pages and pages of stuff that was unusable. <laughs> for a cameo? Yeah, for a cameo. Just like long, so many rewrites. And I go, I'll put this on cards. And then that would jam up cue cards for like an hour. <laughs> and then we'd do like most of it wouldn't work. We just had a fun couple days. And then... My favorite thing about him was he met my then girlfriend uh-huh. at the after party, and he was as ex- she was a big fan of his from Always Sunny and, and, and many other things. But uh, he was as excited to meet her as she was to meet him. I don't oh, know really? why he was like, "Hey, what do you do?" She said, "I'm a makeup artist and a hairstylist." He goes, "I, I used to work in a hair salon." <laughs> he was like, he was like just on it. It was yeah, great, sweet guy. McCartney was very nice. Yeah, McCartney knew how to give everyone maybe 45 seconds uh-huh. of I know how big of a deal this is to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to listen to the thing you have to say to me. And I'm going to and and I'll take it in and I'll and it was very interesting to see how he was like I know how big of a deal this is to <laughs> you. My mom came to a show he did yeah. and uh, she you know would have rushed him if she could but yeah. she, at the after party uh she Went by his table, but he had a couple bodyguards yeah. It was a closed booth. She, yeah. My mom couldn't get in at right. that moment. yeah. But she blew a kiss to him, yeah. and he blew a kiss back. Oh. Yeah. He's a classy guy. Yeah. Class act. She said, he knows what that means to a woman of my age.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. He gets it. Yeah. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney of the Beatles band. Yeah, the famous Beatles. So who are the
0: comics that you grew up loving?
1: The first comic I remember knowing uh, or watching on TV was Dennis Wolfberg. Sure, with the eyes. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and the intensity. He was from Chicago, but I watched him a lot on, uh, you know, Comic Strip Live or Mm -hmm. whatever those shows were. Uh, And then like George Carlin stuff, but I must have been in like junior high then, and I was already sort of a comedy fanatic, right? So like, uh. Yeah, but before that, just all the stand ups of the 80s and 90s. Right. Just
0: watched. We had Comedy Central then. I mean, you grew up with Comedy Central, kind of, right?
1: Or was it just. There was a show, and it was not Evening at the Improv. It was called Comic Strip Live. Sure. Right? Yeah. And it just. I I watched that all the time.
0: Right. So you're a comedy fan. I liked
1: everyone, Amazing Jonathan. I just liked anyone I saw on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got into like albums in, you know, that same. Age when I got into, like, Monty Python and found out, like, what Caddyshack was. Right. Find out, you know, what, like, Led Zeppelin was.
0: Right. You started buying comedy records as well? Yeah,
1: started buying comedy albums. And then liked, and then just, I had tons of comedy albums, tons of, like, old radio show things. I liked everything. So you're always gunning for it. I was always, I knew what I was doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So now, all right, so Lauren agrees to develop this show. Yeah. And he secures a deal for you at NBC?
1: Uh, I think I maybe had already talked to NBC about doing something.
0: Uh, Maybe they were aware of me. But he was behind you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So you get an agreement from NBC to develop a show. Yes. And you write the pilot. Yes. And you shoot the pilot. We shot the pilot, yeah. And they said, okay, let's do how many? No, NBC passed on it. Okay. So now Lauren's like, this is ridiculous. He said, we'll take it to Fox. It's so weird though. NBC is his house. There was nothing. There was no conversation you were privy to that uh, that made you because obviously he believed in the show. Oh yeah, absolutely. But he didn't say like I can't believe they just didn't want this downstairs.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, as successful as he's been, he's also had a lot of these. Yeah, you know. So he um, was, you know, immediately. I mean, full confidence that it would go. Yeah. Uh, Which I also, not knowing anything, had, you know, was confident that it would go. And then when it didn't go, it was kind of like, I just remember him saying, like, this is, you know, they don't know what they had and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, made you feel better. Totally, totally. And also said, like, getting knocked down is really good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Which it is. Yeah. So, uh,. But Might then Im- then it was immediately like Fox was interested in it. Right. So I feel like there was like a- There was not much. 72-hour period of oh, this right. is dead. And then it was like, oh, maybe we- Were you panicking right. at all? I mean, did you feel- No, like- I was just really, really sad. Because I was never going to get to- I thought I'd never get to work with like Martin Short and Elliot Gould and just w- work on that stage again. Right. And just everything about it was like, oh, I wish- Loved I'd-
0: it. You were like, this is what I I wanted.
1: loved it. I loved it. I I, I wish I'd known that was going to be the last time where, we you know, I had those sure. just really like, ugh-
0: so then Fox picks it up for what?
1: 6. 6. We made 6 episodes last fall and then we made 7 episodes from the summer to like uh, a month ago. And now it's in trouble. Well, yeah, but it was in trouble from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, the ratings were low. No, but what what on your side? What do you think was the issue? Oh, no, no, no. I don't think it was in trouble uh f- when I, making it was a joy. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a really incredible It's the show you
0: wanted to make. Absolutely. 100% all the way oh, through.
1: Oh do I go back and look at joke to joke things? Yeah. No but uh, I maybe think about changing a thing here or there. Right. But not the fundamentals not the bones of it. Right. And, oh yeah.
0: And you were there through all the writing. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You get full my show. Sp- right. full script yeah. approval.
1: Uh, absolutely. And it was very uh, pleasant working with Fox. It wasn't like Right. Well, this one is one of those crazy developments where they say, well, can you and Nassim Pedrad date each other and all that shit?
0: Right. But, but I mean, and also you're, you, you know, you seem to have your head on your shoulders in terms of, to them, it's show business. You know, to you, it's your show, it's right. your life. But yeah. to them, it's like, well, let's see what happens. Right. And I think
1: having been passed on at NBC also, I knew it could get taken away at any time.
0: But did what was the, when, when you thought about like, you know, the, the, the kind of, immediate comparisons to Seinfeld or to the structure of of being a comic. Right. You know, I mean, did that bother you? No,
1: because I'd been working on so then I developed this show starting in uh 2012 with NBC. Right. And I decided to be a comedian because I wanted to do stand up on the show. Right. So I was aware that those comparisons were going to be made for like two years. Right. So when people started making them, I was only surprised by how many people made them. Right. Because I just was like, isn't that boring after a while? To make the comparison. Yeah. It is what I do. So now where is the show? The show's on Sunday nights. Right. It's still on. Uh, You said there was trouble. You meant like the problems.
0: No, I mean, like, you know, I think from an outsider's point of view, it looks like they're they're moving it around. And, yeah, and, and it's
1: it's a bumpy time right
0: now. It's a bumpy time. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: We got, uh, we did not come out as a huge ratings hit right, right away. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I love the show. Some people do not.
0: Right. Yes. And what do you think is going to happen?
1: I have no idea. You really don't know. Uh, you know, look, what happens to shows that, uh have low ratings and right uh don't take off his critic- critical successes uh-huh. they can get smoked, yeah, and maybe that's gonna happen yeah uh but it's I don't know the one thing I've learned in all this is like I have no fucking clue what's gonna happen with these things
0: and what if the worst happens what what's gonna what are you gonna do? I'm on tour right now, and how's your uh how's your crowds you pulling people? It's been really fun, yeah. You're getting people. People yeah. are like, We want to see John Mulaney. It's been good. Yeah. There's now that
1: thing of like, Oh, they came to see me.
0: Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's a good, good feeling. That's a really good feeling.
1: I'm I'm really actually I love making the show. I'm really excited after a couple years of like working in a studio yeah. and an office to right. be back on the road.
0: Right. So it's fun to do stand up.
1: Yeah. So, and then if it's if the worst happens, endless tour.
0: Endless tour. Yeah. Until you put another show together.
1: Yeah, but I loved this show. This was the show I wanted to make. I think it'd be a little while before I'd want to develop right. a thing again.
0: Are you scared? Are you sad? Was that you?
1: Yeah, I'm a little scared. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm sort of like, I'm watching it all a little. Uh, I don't know why. If you told me, <clears throat> if you showed me this on paper, and we're like, hey, here's things people are going to say about your show, and here's what the ratings are going to be, and it's yeah. going to be a struggle. If you showed me that a year ago, I go, I'm going to be completely freaking out i'm kind of watching it a little disassociated and it's kind of interesting right because it's like how strange like what an interesting thing to go through
0: oh so you're i'm sort of watching it you're in denial and you're stuffing your feelings
1: uh no i'm i'm aware it's happening (laughs) i'm just not feeling it right now right i'm sort of watching it like that's interesting
0: now does lauren call you and say don't worry about it it's going to be yeah yeah we've talked a lot about
1: that yeah like what does he say it's just very nice. I mean, like it is scary, and he'll say, you know, you're going to be fine. Yeah. And uh, it's he said it's, it's the good news is it's a good show, right? And like you can, you know, the longer you're on the air, the longer you're on the air. I'm glad that Fox is airing all of these thirteen. I really hope people get invested in it. Mm-hmm. I have no, I have zero idea though if that will turn around or if we'll come back and it'll still be a struggle and we'll and we'll keep battling it out. I love making the show, and I really love those people. So it's hard for me to be sad because I did it. You yeah, know? like sure. I did it.
0: No, absolutely. I know. I know. But I'm I know scared. That. And I mean, I'm, yeah. and I'm I'm like, oh, that's this is strange. Well, it's it's interesting. Like your name's on it, right? It's called.
1: Yeah, when people say yeah. "Melanie sucks," that's me. Yeah. <laughs> or I hate Melanie, or I hate John Melanie, or things like that. <laughs>
0: But it, but I know I also understand the other side of that having done the show on IFC, it, yeah, it's not as big a profile. But there's this idea that when you do ten of them or twelve or thirteen, there there is part of you that's sort of like well, I did it. I did I did. It. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You because know, like you go
1: well. I had I had you know maybe sixteen stories to tell and right, I told exactly. thirteen of them and know, that's great. It's good.
0: It's out there and you know I and it was
1: it's a bear. Making the the damn things is mm-hmm. huge, so it was an incredible amount of
0: work. It I definitely wasn't, get that. You know, it's a good it's a good position to have. You it's know, a like, very good position because, like you know, at IFC, I really didn't know what was going to happen. I don't even know what it's based on necessarily. So the idea was to make the best ten shows I could. Yeah. And, and 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 feel good about them all the way through. Yeah. Like knowing that you made your own decisions and you had com- creative control is not nothing.
1: No, and, and just being in charge and accepting that you're in charge and learning how to be in charge was invaluable enough.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, and going like, oh, okay, this is a burden to be in charge, but there's also great, interesting freedom in it. Right. You know? I like to pretend like I'm not in charge. I did that for a while. Yeah, it's good. I go, who's going to figure that out? <laughs> and then, then everyone was looking to me and I yeah, thought, oh, like, oh. oh, But shit.
0: you guys are being paid. Right, but then you realize it's better if you figure it out. Well, it's also my my. Yeah, it's your show. I didn't realize that. I was like, I surely. I'll look to some adult in the room. To now, what's say, what if Lauren said? Let's say the worst that happens, they're like, okay, it's done, and yeah. Lauren says, "You want to come back to SNL? Come back to SNL." Yeah. Oh, as a writer?
1: Yeah, and maybe a performer. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that would happen. Oh. Uh, what if it did? I don't. I mean, I'm in no position to turn down work, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are talking about <laughs> I, oh could i be on a show that's uh, not gonna be canceled <laughs> ever <laughs> that everyone well uh, people criticize that too but you know you can roll with it because it's a variety
0: but you're okay and the comedy's going good and your parents are happy they're I, th- I think they're happy yeah with you yeah yeah
1: yeah we're good yeah yeah all right well i mean it's like a why did i hesitate uh it's just you know it's a funny question are your parents good with you you know
0: yeah, well, that's scary when their kid goes into show business and then there's all this, uh, you know, there's all this excitement. And I think, then... you
1: know, part of the thing was I was always trying to assure them how predictable it was. Mm-hmm. Or rather, I was trying to show them it was not unpredictable. I was like, Mom, it's very, very solid. Look at this. I've yeah, got yeah. These, I've got, it's like could doctor. I've got an order of episodes from a major network called Fox, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, I'm going to go in yeah. every day. Right. And I'm going to make this. And then yeah. suddenly it was like, Mom, I don't know they I'm going to take my show <laughs> off the air. And I'm sorry it's your last name too. And I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah. I had a lot of that, yeah. Autonomy. Suddenly, my mom. Yeah, that's, yeah. it's been fun. It's been fun because, uh, like, if you have a Google alert, you can't. <laughs> Things are going great, mom. Yeah, like that era where you could go visit your parents and there was Live. no internet, and you could yeah. go. I'm I'm a doctor and I'm married. And yeah, they're like, yeah. Oh, we're so proud of you. Yeah. You know, like and then you go back to your single bedroom. Yeah, then apartment. you go back to your squat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no you can't do that she's now. got the Google alert she's got a Google alert she knows what's up oh and she, she your time slot moved <laughs> what does that mean yeah. Yeah. she calls you are you okay yeah well yeah <laughs> one person was very mean I know mom yeah I turned the alert off three months ago yeah. so this has brought you closer to your mother it's good to uh, it's been good to be knocked down to the ground yeah cause mm. like I always thought I was a grounded person yeah and then you get knocked down and you go oh that's where the ground is <laughs> You got to write that
0: down. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, it'll be on tape if you need it. On uh, this episode, it, of it WTF. is on tape. Yeah. It is on tape. Yeah. Well, I hope that the, everything works out. I feel like you'll be
1: all right. I think it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. No matter what, who cares? Yeah. We're all gonna pass away and die.
0: There's <laughs> the John the I'm working for. There it is. <laughs> Look, yeah, existential. I'll man. do
1: a series of these with you, and we'll get to the bottom of it. <laughs> right. Frost
0: Nixon. Well, let's uh, let's call it a day then. I think we did all right. I think we did great. It was nice to see you. Thanks nice for having me you. on Yeah. This. So when do you think you're going to hear, though, about the destiny of the show? Could it be like any second?
1: I feel, well, it could be any second, right? But I also feel like, I just have this feeling it's not going to be any second. I mm-hmm. feel like this, this moment in time will last for a long time. Oof, it's hard. But maybe it won't. Maybe we will get, maybe my phone, when I take it off airport mode, what's the there'll best be thing, nine messages. What's the best
0: thing that can happen?
1: What's the best thing that can happen? Yeah,
0: like they say, like all right, we're gonna reconfigure it, or we're gonna give it a better time slot, or what? I mean, what? What's the best thing? The happen?
1: best thing that can happen with the TV show now is just time, more time. Because I don't, I actually don't care. The time slot thing's fine with me because it's like, okay, well, was it, was it uh, hitting it out of the park at that time? No, so move it. Who cares? Everyone's watching it on Hulu or DVR anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. So it truly doesn't matter. It doesn't look good, but like it's probably a. Good way to get some new people to see it, right. to move it earlier right. in the night. So what, right. what's happening as of today is that it was moved to seven thirty from nine thirty, just uh, for, po- for posterity's sake yeah, on Sundays. So it doesn't fucking matter when the show's on. People exactly. don't watch. People don't watch TV. <laughs> great. Well, it was
0: good talking to you. It was great talking to you, man. All right, buddy. John's a good kid. Good ending it will be all right. Whatever happens, that kid will be all right. That kid, listen to me. He's a grown man. Something comes out of me sometimes when I speak to the younger folks. Don't forget, folks, about The Frame, the new arts and culture news show produced by Southern California Public Radio and Vulture.com. Every day, The Frame covers the important stories in the arts and culture world, talking to the people who make the things you love. You can get it on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and at TheFrame.org. So go subscribe to The Frame. Dig it. Go to WTFPod.com. We're restocking shit for the holidays. I I hope it wasn't too negative today at the beginning. It's just one of those days, man. I went on a hike. I guess I just got to breathe. I mean, here's the deal. A lot of stuff is going on. We're writing this show. You know, sometimes I don't always acknowledge just how much is really going on, you know with me and my life and you know i i I think that as a way of uh as a stress release kind of thing or a stress relief i just focus on the negative that's the weird thing